Hello, this is Matt Kennedy from Pod Sequentialism, and I want to talk to everybody about one of my favorite services, which is Loot Crate. And Loot Crate is a service of subscription, and if you go to the website, lootcrate.com, and you sign up for a subscription, you get cool stuff every month in the mail. It's like Christmas every month. And because we're such big fans and because they love us, they've given us a great little discount. So if you go to Loot Crate and you type in PodSec3, P-O-D-S-E-Q, and the number three, you will get three bucks off. So you can't beat that with a bag of hammers. Hello and welcome to Pod Sequentialism. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy, and it's summer. And everybody knows what that means. That is convention season. And San Diego Comic-Con is, of course, in the month of July. And by the time you listen to this, uh, some of what we're going to be discussing may have changed, but I have a feeling that it's going to stay fairly consistent. And what we're talking about is the impact of Brexit on your Comic-Con experience. So um, for some people who've been maybe not paying attention to um, a lot of the media lately, um, here's what Brexit is. Brexit is an anagram which means British exit, and it's the exit from the European Union. And how that impacts um, our economy is that the euro and the pound and the dollar are all pretty much uh, intermingled. That banking is international, uh, as we saw after the housing collapse in 2007 and 2008, um, that the collapse of one bank has uh, repercussions that affect um, everybody across the world since everybody's money is every place. And of course, the impact of the British exit vote on the UK and the, um, the European Union was immediate in that both currencies plummeted. So when you're at Comic-Con um, in this coming week as this show will air, um, what that means to you is that your dollar value on European goods will be a little bit greater. But that may be offset by the fact that the plummeting euro may result in less vendors actually coming from Europe, um, far less attendees since their buying power will be limited, and the um, possible markup of goods to um, account for the change in currency value. So to give you kind of an even scale here, um, before the British exit, the pound would hover somewhere between um, $1.65 per pound and uh, $2.12. And that's, that's over the past 25 years or so that the variation has been that big. Um, generally, it doesn't get too far below um, $1.65 per, per pound. Um, today, when I looked at the currency exchange rates, the pound had fallen to a 30-year all-time low of $1.31 um, per pound. And that means that if you were to go to England, your American dollar would have a lot of buying value um, compared to what it was just prior to the British vote. And um, similarly, the euro took a really big hit, and it has been kind of fluctuating between um, $0.90 cents, um, and a $1.10. And um, the $1.10 is going to tend to be towards the end of the week. A currency exchanges uh, on a Monday and on a, um, a Thursday, Friday tend to be um, – the, the dollar tends to lose value on the exchange. If you exchange dollars in the middle of the week, you tend to get a little bit more bang for your buck. So um, today when I checked, um, it was it was a little bit higher, but I expect that, um, and it, it was as low, I believe, as, as 70 cents, um, or, or the, that the euro was, was, was valued at... Um, at uh, 70 cents. So that that's a huge swing down. What that would mean, of course, is that your buying power in Europe is tremendous. 
that um, with that big a swing in currency value, um, what you can buy in Spain and Germany and Italy and, and the other countries whose currency is, is also on the euro, um, it, it increases what you can buy for your dollar. And if you're buying stuff now online, that value is pretty high. I myself just picked up some books on abooks.com and uh, noticed that the cheapest vendors for a particular book I was looking for were all in the UK and with the um, the competitive shipping rates of like $3.95. Um, it was uh, actually cheaper to buy an American published book from a British bookseller because when they input their value on the items that they had for sale, um, the fluctuating uh, cost on the metric that they use um, changed and made the dollar um, value higher. So the other thing to consider is that if you work at a comic book shop that does Comic-Con or you're an independent publisher or an artist, that um, one of the other currencies that was affected by the um, Brexit vote was, of course, the Japanese yen and the Chinese yuan. Uh, and the RMB. Uh, and so the, the RMB took a hit, the yen went up. So um, Japanese money has more value than the dollar right now. Um, again, the, the yen had been in pretty close proximity to the dollar in the last couple of years with a, a low value for the yen being about um, 119 yen to the dollar. Um, it is now almost even. And what that means is that anybody who deals in Japanese goods is going to have to adjust the pricing on those imported um, product, which means that you're going to be paying more for them. So if you're somebody that collects um, imported manga or imported Japanese toys or collectibles, you can expect that any of the Japanese um, companies that have a presence, their product is going to be more expensive than perhaps it was in prior years because the value of the yen is now higher than the dollar or at least um, much closer than it has been in the past. The other thing is that if there are people from Japan who are traveling to San Diego Comic-Con and, and then, of course, later on in the year to DesignerCon um, and they're using their yen to, to buy, their, their yen should have more buying power. So that may mean that you will see a slight uptick in purchasing from Japanese patrons and, um, and, um, and, and that type of thing. But that also means that the, um, the collectors in China, their money is valued at a little bit less, and so they won't have the buying power that they've had in uh, conventions past and in the last two years or so um, the value of the yuan and the RMB has definitely impacted the amount of sales that are going to Chinese collectors I know that in selling some animation cells that um, we've had up for sale and we we every once in a while at, at La Luz de Jesus will um, will take things down or put things up or, or rearrange or we loan stuff out and we had some Akira cells and the interest has always been high in China, where um, there has recently been a re-release of Akira, and of course with Dragon Ball Z now being um, shown in China, the um, collector's market for that title has gone through the roof, and so Chinese collectors have accounted for probably 70% of sales in, in those two particular titles in the last couple of years, and we expect to see a downtick as their currency has been... Um, slightly devalued. Now, um, if you pay attention to politics in the la in this current election cycle, you've probably heard some of the candidates talk about the devaluation of currency and how um, markets are manipulated in Asia to uh, keep the value of their currency down so that um, their imports or their exports and American importing um, go up so that the cost of electronics and inexpensive furniture and, and that type of thing 
um, are stabilized so that um, consumers can afford more of it. And it's, in a bigger picture, a better thing for a country and for their economy if um, their currency value goes a little bit down in order to account for higher sales in a foreign nation. And since the United States is the number one consumer in the world, um, any type of fluctuation in currency is sees an effect here. Now, one other thing that I wanted to address is when currencies and the value of currency fluctuates, um, people in the countries where that currency compares against the dollar don't see that change immediately. Um, they only see it with um, respect to imported things. So a country in the EU may see the price of gasoline go up because, or, or other types of petrol because that's something that isn't produced in country. Likewise, they may see the costs of certain grains or foods that are, um, that are imported uh, go up. And so the price of bread and, um, and that type of thing may change. But honestly, it's, it's only on majorly imported things like automobiles that um, you'll see a really, really big change within one country's borders. So in England, the devaluation of the pound means that a Mini Cooper is a lot less expensive in the United States now. Um, that being something that is exported from from the UK into and imported into America. Um, other things that you're going to see um, have a price drop are going to be things like French wine. Since the euro has fallen, the, um, the price that's put on new cases of wine as they leave the country and come into the U.S. will be lower as that exchange rate from the dollar to the euro is accounted for. Now, while it seems like a good thing that the Japanese yen is strong and therefore Japanese collectors will have um, more money to contend with, this uh, change in value of the yen is considered an inflation. And inflation is an artificial rise in currency um, worth when compared against other currencies. So it's not because Japan is doing so well that the yen has gone up. It's because the euro and the, the British pound have taken such a nosedive. And so that may cause concern among certain Japanese um, job markets that uh, unemployment could be on the way because often uh, a inflation is followed by unemployment. When those two things happen at the same time, it's considered disastrous. Um, we, we tend to call them depressions. Um, certainly in the housing crash and, and the Wall Street um, crash that, uh, that happened after that, um, this was something that was on everybody's mind and affected pretty much everybody I know myself included. So when you look at, at subtle things like this, um, a lot of people not knowing much about the issues in in Britain that led to um, the Brexit vote, um, some of the things that were behind it were bandied about that, you know, that the amount of money that the, the UK puts into the European Union isn't reflected in the services that they get back. But um, promises that were made and seen slogans that were written on the sides of buses in the UK about you know, money going into healthcare and into um, into other services that would seem to filter down to the to the lower classes. Um, immediately after the vote, uh, were backpedaled, and politicians said, "Well, there was actually no way to guarantee that 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 extra money would go to specific things." And since a lot of the vote that um, that recorded a a vote to leave were from uh, older citizens in the UK, it's been seen as kind of a generational thing. Um, in some cases. Uh, critics of, of the Brexit um, saying that it's sort of a last um, 
you know, sticking it to the younger generation by the older generation. And certainly younger people in the UK, which are the largest uh, portion of the population, don't vote as much. And the absence of their vote um, resounded in the, um, the exit vote passing. Uh, in the UK, at least, um, in places like Scotland, um, they they voted overwhelmingly against uh, leaving. I believe it was similar in Northern Ireland. And as a result of the British exit, it, it's it's being speculated that Scotland and Northern Ireland will le- vote to leave the UK in order to join the European Union as individual entities. And what that will mean will be that um, the number one gas and oil reserve of the United Kingdom is in Scotland, and that means that they can look forward to higher tariffs on gasoline. And um, since they're no longer protected by the types of uh, trade agreements that were in place in the European Union. Now, the the bigger picture um, behind all of this, and while there seems to be a lot of xenophobia about, um, you know, um, a fear of uh, Muslim extremism and um, and higher populations of immigrants filtering into the UK, uh, the interesting thing about that, of course, is that the area that has the highest uh, percentage of immigration is London, and London voted overwhelmingly to stay in the EU, whereas almost all the other territories in England um, voted to leave, and they have the lowest uh, percentages of, of immigrants. And since the the European Union um, laws that, that govern the entire European Union and all the countries involved allow the free travel of citizens of each member country into other member countries. That means that, um, let's say, younger British um, kids of working age who might have now been able to leave places in in, uh, northern and western England where maybe job opportunities weren't as prevalent, they now can't go to places like Poland, which had a worker deficit and were hiring a lot of um, UK youth workers. Um, and that's, of course, going to impact uh, their local economies and um, may serve to drive them further into a Thatcher-era type depression. Of course, um, that special relationship between the United States and uh, the UK um, will remain in place. Um, they're military allies of the United States. Um, as I said, a lot of the um, the banking interests in both countries are uh, a handful of the same people. And uh, even the president uh, recently made a, a point of saying that he would support um, any uh, possible um, referendum that would keep the relationship between the U.S. and uh, the United States the same, um, offering support not only to the U.K. but to the European Union as well in order to help stabilize their markets. And as this shakes out, we'll see. Of course, we want to. We hope that everything uh, does stabilize and that the the best possible um, results come out of this. But um, when we go back and look what the major underlying factor might have been to this, it could be that in two years' time, the um, the UK would have had to um, merge their their currency economy with the European Union, meaning that the pound would go away and the UK would now also be on the euro. And that may have been the biggest motivating factor behind pushing for an exit vote in order to delay um, or stand off against um, that from happening. For centuries, the British pound has been the currency of, of 
stability across the world. And while most markets trade in the U.S. dollar, um, mainly as a result of uh, post-World War II um, rebuilding and, and the United States stepping up to be the number one major world power, um, our currency is still not as consistent or has not been as consistent as the British pound. And um, while it is the currency of the world, um, the the British banking system has been in place a lot longer and is uh, has never fallen below its AAA rating as has the United States. And therefore, um, there would be, I can see, some concern about uh, the British currency changing. And so I think, I hope, I, um, I speculate that a lot of this has been a push toward um, setting up a second agreement which would allow them to keep their currency longer in exchange for staying in the European Union and maintaining a contributor to um, the European fund. And if that happens, then I think that all the markets will stabilize. But in the meantime, um, it's not a bad time to buy euros and go to Europe. Um, I noticed that if you look on uh, European Airbnb type sites, that um, the cost of staying in the center of France can be as low as $70 a day, which is incredibly low. And um, something that if you get a chance to take advantage of, I, I recommend that you do. And um, as always, travel safe whenever you travel abroad. And, um, you know, there's a lot of great places you can collect if you're into European comics like Fumetti and the Bande Dessinée in France, um, especially over on Avenue Jules Verne, which is right in front of um, Notre Dame Cathedral. There's a lot of collectible shops and a lot of galleries over there. So um, other ways that this may affect um, your particular Comic-Con experience is that with the change in value of the yen manufacturing in Japan will be much more expensive. So if you've been counting on buying, you know, some premium toys or some art toys or some exclusives, and those manufacturers had previously intended to be um, making their toys in Japan, they're either going to have to raise the price to account for their the rise in manufacturing cost, um, and then, of course, the other fees which are incidental to that which is going to be an increase in fuel cost and an increase in tariff in importing it. So that means that you it's going to not just cost you more because of the change in the value of the yen. It's going to cost you more because American companies are making a lot of toys in Japan and their toys will get more expensive. Now, certainly a lot of American companies make their toys in China and with the value of the RMB uh, and the yuan going down, um, that will hopefully translate into a slightly less expensive toy. I doubt that it will. Um, but if companies who had previously scheduled to manufacture in Japan decide to move their production to China, you're looking at a three to four month lead out change, possibly six months. So if something was scheduled to be done in Japan and because of the, the, the change in the value of the dollar against the yen, uh, these companies have to either lessen their production, which would make that toy rarer and harder to get and therefore more um, a more difficult exclusive to get a hold of and then a more expensive toy on eBay the, the following week, they might choose to instead move to a manufacturer in Hong Kong, Macau, or China, mainland China, and doing so will result in less communication, less quality control, higher incidence of bootlegging, and a much longer lead so that... Um, you know, even toys that at this point might have been announced for release at Decon later this year 
um, may not make it in time. You, you may be seeing prototypes instead of finished toys, and um, you may be looking at um, shipping instead of actually getting them you know, in your hands that day when you make your purchase. So um, those are the biggest incidents I, I can see um, in the, the, the aftermath of the Brexit vote that are going to probably impact you personally if you are an American collector of comics or uh, toys and that type of thing and, and how that will affect your Comic-Con experience. And, um, you know, we've just had Anime Expo, was just this, um, was recently, and we've got Comic-Con, we've got Decon coming up. Um, we'll see how this carries on into the next year and into the New York Comic-Con at the, the, the start of next year and see if, um, if the markets have stabilized a little bit more in Europe and in the U.K., but um, if not, then it's it's just going to everything that we've talked about will just last longer. So um, your the dollar may buy a little bit more in Europe and in England, and a little bit less in Japan. I have a feeling that the the dollar to yen value is going to um, to stabilize a little bit quicker because of the economies between the United States and Japan are a much closer tied than the economies between Japan and the European Union and Japan and the UK. So um, I would expect that the yen will drop um, a little bit sooner than, let's say, the, the euro and, and the, uh, the pound rise back up to pre-Brexit numbers. Um, if you have any questions about this, of course, I, I encourage you to email us. You can uh, reach us at info at popsequentialism.com. Um, and I'd be happy to answer your questions, go into depth about anything else. Um, other things that you can expect to be different at Comic-Con this year are going to be the prices on original artwork um, relating to any of the myriad of new series and old series that are seeing new television shows and new movies. I would expect that uh, Frank Brunner, um, Doctor Strange artwork is going to be more expensive this year than it has been in the past. Um, I can guarantee you that Preacher pages are going to be going up in value as a result of AMC renewing for a second season uh, the Preacher TV series, which has been well received. Um, uh, slightly different from the comic, very similar in tone. Um, highly recommend watching it if you haven't. And you know other factors that uh, that we'll see as soon as the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer drops, which is scheduled to um, be released at Comic-Con. I did happen to see uh, director James Gunn this past weekend, and um, he mentioned a couple of things, which I'm not going to mention because um, I'm not sure if they're cleared, if they were spoken in confidence, but um, that we do know that the Guardians 2 uh, cast and crew will be at Comic-Con, even though it was announced... Um, earlier that Marvel was not going to be having a big presence um, at the convention. So um, that's something to look forward to. Uh, always a great panel with James and, and the rest of those guys. And uh, the last thing I think um, that I can prepare you for as we head into um, what has been called the Geek Mecca, and um, I was even listening to Politico, the, um, you know, the political channel on um, XM Radio, and um, a former Obama administration um, principal has just written a book about um, the politics of Star Wars. So, um, you know, Comic-Con is always bigger and bigger than it was before. Uh, we're seeing that the things that we're fascinated with, um, our grasp of pop culture and science fiction and fantasy and horror and superheroes and 
and um, medieval fantasy and and all these things are mirrored in um, in the other cultures that we that we're interested in. So it's it only makes sense that um, these types of things are enjoyed by people in every walk of life. So certainly people who have a political life will be as interested in say your your new Avengers movies and maybe even especially your Captain America films um, as would say you know your aunt uncle cousin next door neighbor or whoever. Um, so it's it's interesting to, to to see how that plays out across the board, and it's funny when um, when you you meet up with people that you know from other walks of life, or perhaps that uh, you're familiar with one body of work that they that they are interested in, that they're also interested in these other things, you know, that um, that we consider you know part of our geek culture, and, and you know, wear it like a badge, our, our nerddom. So um, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope this helps you prepare a little bit in the week the week ahead of you. Uh, for Comic-Con, um, we're expecting to be on a cosplay bus um, back and forth every day uh, for Comic-Con, and we, we, I imagine we'll be podcasting from the bus as well, and um, we'll, uh, we'll be having extra content, and as we know more about it, we'll post on the blog, and um, we're setting up our Facebook, Instagram, and other social media accounts this week, so you can look forward to Pod Sequentialism Twitter, Pod Sequentialism Instagrams. I don't promise you any Snapchat, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So, um, until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation about how Brexit will affect your Comic-Con. I have been Matt Kennedy, and I look forward to uh, to meeting some of you, you know, at Comic-Con in, uh, in this next week. So, uh, talk to you soon. Hello, this is Matt Kennedy from Pod Sequentialism, and um, what... Many, many of you may know that I, I do run a gallery in Los Angeles called La Luz de Jesus Gallery. And what you may not know is that it's inside Wacko, which is probably the greatest center of pop culture in the world. And it may sound like hyperbole, it's not. Um, you can, If you don't want to trust my judgment, you can listen to people like Kevin Smith, uh, James Gunn, uh, David Mack, um, all of whom will swear that uh, one of their favorite places on earth is uh, Wacko, the shop that houses La Luz de Jesus Gallery. Um, whether it's blind box toys or little tchotchkes or art books, it pretty much is the place that you can get all of your Christmas shopping done for every possible annoying person to buy for that you can imagine. They've got everything, and I highly recommend that you visit them. You can visit them online at soapplant.com. You can visit the gallery at laluzdejesus.com, and that's spelled L-A-L-U-Z-D-E-J-E-S-U-S.com. Check them out and tell them Matt Kennedy sent you.